Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. It's the first time we could actually do it without like audio glitches. Hopefully there's no audio glitch. Hopefully you're seeing this and you're hearing this. Uh, we're not awake. We're not by our, our laptop or anything, so I'm not going to be able to respond to your questions or post them today. Um, we're trying to figure out a method to do so. We will figure out a method, Aaron. We but, will figure out a method. But Brandon is back in the saddle. Um, let's see. I'm back. Uh, Brandon, anything you want to tell anybody? <laughs> tell anybody? Uh, I'm back. Uh, that's that's about all I need to say, I suppose. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I assume so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Brandon's back. He's it's been, been a, a while. He's been on a hiatus uh, for... Um, uh, I don't know. It's been like it feels like a year, but it hasn't been. It's like it's been at least a month. It's been at least a um, month. Yeah, um, feels longer. And this is his second return from his first hiatus. So he. Has, I've had so many. He has, he has many <laughs> hiatus. We won't. We won't. We won't bring up the great Die Hard incident of two thousand and twenty. So uh, <laughs> just funny. Sadness, Aaron. Sadness. But uh, we are live, and uh, thank you for tuning in today. Hopefully, everything's working right, and you're hearing this. Um, and we are reviewing White Man's Burden. White Man's Burden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to pull it up. Give me a moment. I do. I want to. Aaron see. always comes prepared, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we do have one comment. Oh. Welcome back, brother. Jamal. Thank Johnson. you. Thank you, Jamal. Uh, so yeah. Oh, let me go ahead and thank you. All right, so white man's burden. Um, let's see. I'm gonna give you a quick little synopsis of the uh, plot to white man's burden, and we're gonna go into it. It's actually 95. I got on the thing 99, but but it's actually 95. I didn't even realize it, but it felt like a 95. It felt it, more like 95 than yeah, it felt like a 95. Um. Travolta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before his comeback, well, in, in an alternative America where African Americans and white Americans have reversed cultural roles, a white factory worker kidnaps a black factory owner for dismissing him over perceived disdain. This is directed by Desmond Nanako Nakano, sorry Nakano, written also by the same guy, starring John Travolta and Harry Belafonte. I don't know him, but... He's... Uh, sad. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> I know. This is the only man, movie I've ever seen. This him. man has never heard of Harry Belafonte. Have you ever heard of... Uh, put in the line? Fuck your body all the time. Okay. I believe you. Shake, shake, shake. Sonora. From Beetlejuice. The conga song from Beetlejuice. Dale. Dale. That's him. That's Harry Okay. Belafonte. He sung those songs. Oh, Harry, he's a singer. He's a singer and an actor. He came in Hollywood during the same time as say a Sydney Portier. Do you know who Sydney? I Portier know is? who Sydney is. Oh, big thing, guys. He knows who Sydney is. No, that's good. That's good that you know Sydney. But uh also stars uh, first episode back and he's already taking shots. <laughs> he also uh, starring Kelly Lynch. Um and there's so so many other people. I'm gonna name a few of them when I think about it. Uh Brandon, yep if you don't mind, do what you do. And here's oh, with the numbers. Those numbers. Here you go. Yeah. Well, this got a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Ooh, three out of five on real views. 
92% like it on Google, and it's got a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Man, people love this movie back in 1995. <laughs> yeah, well. I'll check the audience score with it, but yeah. Um, not as good, I don't think. We'll see. I don't. Oh. Oh, it's not even. It's, it's, it's a little bit better. 36% was the audience score. There well, you go, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. So uh, that is a white man's burden. All right. You know what I think? Uh, do tell, Brandon. <laughs> I don't think audience was ready for this movie at the time. In, in 95. Yeah. yeah. The world wasn't ready for it. <laughs> we got so much to talk about. All right. Let me it's open a very up. interesting. I actually took notes for this movie. You took notes. And I hate I hate taking notes. Um, but I'm glad you took notes. All right, white man's burden, just a just a position, of black versus white, like neighborhoods. Uh, the movie starts off with, um, does it start off with the dinner scene or does it start off with the factory, the the conveyor belt, dinner. You know, the dinner, dinner scene. All right, because so, it starts off with the. Yeah. Uh, the rich guy. Yeah, and you see, like, they, they Harry trade Fonte roles. Harry Belafonte. Belafonte. Get the man's name right. I'm trying. He's a, he's a living I'm legend. Trying. He's alive today. He's, like, pushing he's 90. Because um, he's old in this movie. So. Imagine. He looks good for his age, though. Yeah. Um, he got he actually really uh, got around really well in this film. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, got well. he's a very old man. He's a very old man. He didn't look that old. He's very he looked like he was in his forties. Uh, yeah, he felt like he is. No, uh, no. But we're so it starts off at this dinner scene with Harry Belafonte, and uh, he's rich. He has his wife. Uh, she also played in uh, uh, like Roscoe Jenkins. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins, as the mom, and she put, she's been at some other stuff. Uh, she's well known uh, in some. You know, I guess not as like well known as like other people, but. She's well known, um, but also a lady that's at the scene, the dinner scene. I'd recognize her straight off. Aunt Viv, the original Aunt Viv. Oh, yeah. From uh, yeah. from uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. She's in this movie, and this is actually in '95, so this is after she's left Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, I believe. Probably she was in the first three seasons. Yeah. And yeah, it came out like what '80 uh, or was it '90? I want to say it was '90. Okay. okay. So yes. Yeah, so so yeah, yeah, she left. You're right. You're, you're correct. But she was <laughs> able to find work in some, you know, some some place. But she was there. It doesn't even give her a name. She's just dinner guest. But in this, but also um, in this movie, uh, there's the guy. I don't know his name. I'm just gonna tell you what he is in. If you've ever seen um, Tales from the Hood, he was the black guy that was killed by the cops that uh came back to seek revenge on all the cops that killed him that guy he has he has like he has like well like you can tell he has eyebrows he has like thick eyebrows that guy you know what i'm talking about the guy that that fired john oh yeah, that guy yeah yeah louis louis that, that is such a good scene yeah so we'll get to it we're gonna get to it so this starts out at this dinner scene and you can see they're rich and they have a white maid uh and it's just like you can see just such the, the class structure and this you look at this thing you're like man it's just this is like it's so easily to see this being a reality uh but it seems like it's so odd to see it because you know that it's not reality nah, you know what i'm saying it's 
like a Twilight Zone version. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of interesting though. I mean, it's very interesting to see white people be betrayed like this, and black people be betrayed as you know the superior <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously, it, it is. It's it's. Man, why can't we just be equal? I mean, come on. Yeah. All right, John. All right, so, uh, so whites in this movie are the minority, and yeah. and, we, and we see that several times. Like, I want to talk about the one scene that I saw that I really enjoyed, and it's just the opening scene with like the uh, factory where you yeah. see like I don't know is is it like a candy bar, candy factory? Is it a chocolate? What is it? Like it was it's some type of thing that was going over the conveyor belt. It's yeah. white, and then they they put a chocolate. I missed what it was because I had to get up to get this notebook and I missed that scene exactly what it was. I want to see the what came. What was it? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I don't think they even say what kind of factory. It's just they a are. factory. They yeah. just say it's factory. So, but what it shows me. Oh, we got another comment from Bill Dozer. Bro, what's up with all the headroom on the shot? I know. I know. <laughs> right now I'm struggling. Uh, this is just. We're we're gonna try to work it out next next week. Um, yeah, I'm using my laptop and I got it perched up here. I could have just narrowed the camera down just to make it better, but we're gonna go with it for today. I'm sorry, man. Don't don't don't. I know you taught me better than that, Bill. Bill was my mentor at WNKY and taught me taught me camera and stuff. But and yeah, you're disappointing right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm disappointing right now. <laughs> I'm 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 letting my man down. Sorry, Bill. Uh, but I know it's like a lot, and I, and I hate the headroom, but I'm like, okay. But anyway, uh, it's like I'm, a, I'm an amateur. But I mean, at least the people can see your movies and see yeah. Star Wars. See my signs. gimmicks. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, my, yeah, I have Jaws somewhere. Yeah, he's probably behind me. No, he's behind you. But you can't see it. I can't. He's back you can see the apes, though. Yeah, you got to have apes. Um, but uh, anyway, so... Yeah, that scene with the uh, candy factory man in the uh, I want to what we're gonna call, gonna call it candy factory. Because uh, what else do you put chocolate on top of vanilla? I mean, you're probably right. I just yeah. I don't know what, it, but but it just it shows the white candy, but what is covering it is black or chocolate. Chocolate is is essentially wrapping itself around the whiteness. And, yeah, and a, creating it's a nice little metaphor for yeah. the movie. And that and that's what that's what it is. Like you but yeah, so John Travolta's character, he plays a guy by the name of Louis uh Pinnock. And uh quick question, Brandon. Okay. Do you think that John Travolta played this role as if he was a black man? Yes, I do. I do think he played it as he was a black man. And because I felt like, I'm like, nobody else in this movie is talking this way but John. Everybody else is white. Just having to be white, but poor white. But John DeRose is the only dude that's playing it like he's black. Dude. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, I felt that the whole time that he was playing it as he was black. I have failed as a teacher. We can see all your cool stuff, but with that lower third, we can't barely see you. Laugh out loud. Love what y'all do. Thank you very much, Bill. I'm sorry. Let me, if I can take away the lower third, I don't know how to do so. <laughs> and we are alive. <laughs>
let's see. Oh, I I don't think I'm gonna fool with it. Um, all right, yeah, here we go. Here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Save. Save. Oh, you gotta have a name. You gotta have a name. All right. Well, Bill, I tried, man. I tried. It wouldn't. It wouldn't do it. Oh. We're back. I'm sorry. I don't think we left, but you know. You know, anyway, is we're live. We are live. So yeah. So tell me about John Travolta playing black. You know, I thought he played black well. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think John plays anything well. I think he can play anything. Uh, it, it's it was a weird choice, obviously, for him. Yeah, and when he read the part, he's like, I know what I'm gonna do here. <laughs> I mean, he was playing Chili Palmer and Get Shorty, Vinny Vega, and. Um, yeah, I guess in Vinny Vega, he did kind of play it as if, like, he played as if he was, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Like, it's pretty much the same character. He just, was, now he works at a factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's working at a factory and. Changed his name, got a wife, child now. Yeah, I mean, so. I thought he did a good job. I just, it was, it was weird seeing it's him Travolta. in this role. Yeah, Travolta, he really. He, and it's not that he phoned it in because he committed to the row. He committed. He to, commits. He, way com he commits. You can hey, hey, Travolta and Cage. You can never say that they phoned it in. These guys commit yeah, to their row. Definitely doesn't phone. He don't know how to phone. <laughs> he doesn't even have a phone. But no, this movie, uh, John Travolta. Like I was watching it and halfway do it during it, I wrote a note. Is is Travolta trying to play black? <laughs> I wrote that note because I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, he is he's being black. Yeah, yeah, after he does the delivery, especially that scene where he's going for the raise. Yeah. He's definitely playing. Come on, like man. He, Why yeah. are you going to do me like that, man? He's so cocky and arrogant at that point in time. Well, let's get back up a bit. So, we'll back up. All right, so Travolta. Uh, are we going to call him Travolta or Penny? I mean, it's Travolta. Uh, Travolta. All Come right, on. so Travolta. He uh he leaves uh he's leaving off work at this work you can see where the black men are essentially the foreman the uh, managers the plant managers and things yeah. like that and the white guys are the hired laborers yeah essentially it's like reverses to what we see today seriously um and uh, for me it felt more empowering I'm like that's good you know this but but somewhere along the line this happened in history I don't know what happened that change things in this direction also i want to mention something a, bit, a little later uh wrote it down so i won't forget so that he's leaving but then the boss uh eyebrows man is like yeah so i need somebody to drop his package off to harry belafonte yeah and uh and then like the dude's like oh man i can't do it man i'm i'm off work it's in my, it's not even in my direction then dr both like hey bro hey i can do it man i can dig it that's how he felt like. It's what felt like. But he's like, yeah, thank you. But the way that, but the reason why Travolta is doing these type of deliveries, and it is out of his way, actually, but is because he's trying to get the foreman position. Yeah. He's trying to impress the boss to say that I'm a go-getter. I can do things. And, uh, you know. He shouldn't have went for this one, though. No, he shouldn't have. So tell him what happened there, Brandon. So he's going to, to deliver it, and he's going to the what the backyard they yeah. told him to go to the side of the house the the maid lady says hey go to the side of the house so he went to the other side of the house the other side 
And at the window, you can see Harry in a window looking at John. And then the next window is his wife undressing and Travolta's yeah. glancing. He, yeah, he glanced, but was he staring? I, no, he wasn't staring. You don't think that he was staring? I don't think he You staring. don't think that he was... I mean, you can you see know, a naked woman, you're going to glance. You ain't going to stare. You know what brought me to... It's the five-second rule. No, there's no five-second rule in staring at women. <laughs> like, on their line, in the window. No. People... There is no five second rule. George you, Costanza would disagree. If you, if you do this, that is illegal. Don't do this. Uh, okay. But uh, anyway, I got strong feelings of uh, the fan. What's that movie that you just did? The oh, fanatic. Fanatic. I haven't I seen got, it. I got strong feelings in watching this uh, uh, movie with that. Like he just kind of re- like no, but he went at a different level with that movie. But anyway, yeah. So. He sees the um, wife, and he's—I think he's staring. He says he glances. But I think it's a glance. I don't think it's staring. But like he, but Harry had enough time to look and see him looking. Yeah. See, they didn't, him, see, because they showed him seeing her and then staring. Glance. Staring, and then <laughs> you, and then you show uh, uh, Harry talking to his wife, and then he just having to look, and then sees him still staring. If it's a glance. I think it was just if it was a glance, he would have stopped glancing. He wouldn't have seen him. He was, oh, okay, man. Okay, a- okay. Put yourself in a situation. you look looking up. There's a naked woman. Are you going to stop? Are you going to? Yes, kinda- for those that are watching this podcast, absolutely. I would definitely Did you see that. the tone of his voice, though? Complete lie. Right yeah. there. Complete lie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I suggest all <laughs> Listen to the tone, people. All our listeners should do so as well. Follow my lead. Anyway, I'm not even looking. <laughs> He's lying. Um, but anyway, uh, so he, he, Harry sees him. He delivers the bag and she's off. Uh, he goes on his way home. He, you see that they live in um, like a bad community, you know, like pretty um, dirty, uh, run down, essentially. Yeah. And I felt like it was L.A. I, I don't know. I felt like we was in L.A. Um I don't know where we were, to be honest, but but I don't know. I just kind of had that feel that it was L.A., but uh, I felt like he was. Um, I'm sorry for the little third. Now that Bill pointed it out, I can't unsee it. Um, but <laughs> I can't fix it right now, guys. I'm sorry. But anyway, it's a magical live television. No, but anyway. So Man, I look really white. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I could have done is lower this, and I don't know why I'm talking like this because we're in the podcast. This is literally a podcast. This is how my brain works. So, where were we, Brandon? Oh, uh, we were saying, talking about the, where they lived. Yes, <laughs> there was like a lot of like drugs, prostitution, yeah. and stuff like that. And then like they're skinny, so instead of like living next to like young, like thuggish guys, like overly thuggish young like black guys uh he lived next to skinheads it's just and so that is the thing there it's just yeah like it's just it's just crazy mind minds to see that stuff you know what i mean yeah yeah um i feel you but yeah so and i want to bring this up and get your thoughts on this so i noticed whenever uh the uh, joey lawrence's little brother was like it, like his son is played by Joey Lawrence's little brother. I don't yeah. know the guy's name, but the uh, uh, the third Lawrence kid. 
the one that wasn't in Neighbors, not the uh, one from Blossom, but the third one that was just in this movie. There's Joey, there's Matthew, and there's the other one. This one. I can't think of his name, though. Nobody can. So the third Lawrence kid. All right. Maybe it's Andrew? He seemed like it would be a Lawrence kid's name. Andrew Lawrence? I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't know. I, he was my least favorite. Nobody thought about, um, no offense, Andrew, if you're watching this. But if that is your name. <laughs> we just got to call him in, Andrew. But anyway, the third Lawrence kid is flipping through the TV. Yeah. And he's watching, uh, like, did you notice that majority of the shows on TV was black? No, I wasn't. I didn't focus on that. Uh, like, it, it, it was. But it's. Like in, in the world like that we live in today, yeah. if I turn on the TV and flip through the t- TV, majority of the program you're gonna see is gonna be white. So maybe especially in '95. That's what yeah, yeah, say. it would been. Yeah, today it, you might have a little bit more diversity. But yeah, there's there's more diversity today. But '95 definitely was, I would say, 99% white yeah. television. Yeah, and so the kids flipping through the channel and and all the like the westerns that show black heroes and things like that. So it just this this narrative of the black in power in in majority uh position is like throughout the whole culture and i I give it uh, hats off to the director and the writer for having something like that in this film absolutely you know that's a that's a something that you could have just like not even play with yeah it's risky yeah Uh, i mean it could upset so many people upset the black People it could upset the, like, probably upset the white people plenty. They probably was already, but <laughs> they've been upset for a long time. It's yeah. okay they can be upset for a little longer. But I think it was a very creative choice to do a movie like this. If, if I feel like if it was been been done today, it would have been done by Jordan Peele. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it probably been more of a thriller. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, this movie, I can see I can see a scenario in which this could totally be remade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that the movie, I thought that the the I saw that, and later on you see it again, like with the 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 action heroes, like you know, like the kid wants his black superhero toy. Yeah. Little, the third Lawrence kid wants to uh, a black superhero, but his dad was like, "Do you not want this white superhero?" He's like, <laughs> no, dude, just give me the black superhero. But it's funny because it's like whenever, like nobody wanted. I can speak for myself when I wanted G.I. Joe's or whatever. I never wanted the black G.I. Joe's kid. And it's sad to say that, but that was the mindset that we had growing up is that no, you don't want that one. You want He Man. You you don't want the you don't want Man of Arms. What is it, Man of Arms? Whatever. Yeah. You know, although I, everybody had him. And I can't think of a black equivalent in He Man. Uh, I don't think that there was any black characters on He Man. But I don't remember any um i can't think one i think thundercats had one dude that i would consider black the blue looking dude yeah he's black he's the blue looking dude is black (laughs) your brother yeah thundercats he then i i I i'm gonna say Raphael's one of us Raphael's a brother you talking about turtles yeah we're gonna throw him in that category he's 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 an angry turtle Man, well you would too if you lived in sewer all your life you? well he could be more like mikey i mean mikey just because the white folks just happy with it and they just live in their life <laughs> not even worry about the fact that their conditions is rough just happy just happy. Raphael, right yeah he realized what it is and then you have leonardo that like leads 
Donatello. Donatello is just forgotten. But nobody chooses to be Donatello. But we digress. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we got on turtles on white man's burden, but you know, it's it's a circle. It's a circle, Aaron. But uh, but anyway, uh, Mr. Thomas uh, or Harry Belafonte uh, says to eyebrows guy at this party when he's leaving. Hey, hey, you know, send another. Don't send. You don't really hear the conversation, but he just says, "Don't send the uh, the uh, same guy, the delivery boy, that you sent up here last time. Just send someone else." And then, like, he was on the phone with someone right before John came through. Um, I don't know if he was on the phone with him, with Harry, but it seemed like it was a continuation of that yeah, conversation. Yeah, it, it felt like he was on the phone with him, and he was reminding him to take care of it. Yeah, and so. And he didn't know who it was, uh, but John put his foot in his mouth. Uh, so, like, he came in there talking to him about the raise. He says, yeah, you're a hard worker, and we're going to consider it, consider everything that you do. And he's like, yeah, man, I just want to say, because I go out my way, man. I just delivered packages the other day up to Bubba Boss house. You know, he's like, oh, that was you? He said, listen, it ain't going to work. We're going to have to let you go. And I love that aspect, because then he's like, he's really cocky. Mm-hmm. Leading up to it, and then he's like, "Let me go." Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, you uh, know, it was just—it was a lot of—it was just fun to watch him perform right there. Like he's really cocky. Then he comes back down to earth, and now he's worried about his job. It's like, oh my god, I'm getting fired. Why am I getting fired? You know. But uh, and he, he says, "I wasn't." And it gets explained that he was staring at his wife. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't staring. She was up there, and I, I glanced. No, he didn't glance. <laughs> but yeah. He was staring at her, but he, but he got. I don't think it was worth him getting fired for it though. You know, it is a. It could have been just a misunderstanding. Yeah. But, but you, know, you know, but dude got fired. But you could see how once he got fired, how it disrupted his life oh, compared yes. to how Harry's life continues on with no problem. Yeah. That's and it tells me, and I wrote down a note somewhere that uh, we can easily affect others. And not even know it, you know. And so uh, you could easily do something, be like, or say something to someone and affect them, and uh, and then you go on with your life, but that just shatters their world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And it's I, I thought that was a very profound type of message in that in that situation. And you gotta be careful of how you treat others, you know, because you never know. Also. Who it is is gonna, you know, be there to help you at the end. You know what I'm saying? We we get to that. Oh yeah. But um, but yeah. So he gets fired, and then uh, he gets harassed by the police um, on his way home because his car breaks down. And he's on the side of the road, and then the police. You want to tell? Him? Oh, that's just a classic scene you see in uh these uh what gang. Films where right. the black hood person type of like, yeah. like like boys in the hood. Yeah, like that. you see the black person gets assaulted by these cops, and they reverse it here that a white guy's getting assaulted, and I was like, man, that's yeah. First it gets hemmed up like by him and, yeah. and search, and then he's like, all right, it's not the you're not him. Sorry, go about your business, whatever. But then one of the white the white people from the a bar start coming out and w- witnessing everything 
and saying, screw you, pig, go back where you go, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And somebody throws a bottle, but he, but they assume that Travolta threw the bottle. And where does he get the bottle at? He didn't have a bottle in his hand. <laughs> he didn't have time to reach down and grab a bottle. Yeah. They and just he, wanted to attack him, just to attack him. Yeah. Dirty cops. Message. <laughs> so cops, listen, don't be attacking black people. Or white people. Just don't attack people. Just don't attack people at yeah. all. Yeah, don't attack folks, man. Just just do right. You're you are a law enforcement and not the law. There is a difference. There's a cop right now watching this and he's gonna pull me over later. <laughs> Maybe. I ain't driving nowhere, so it ain't on me. But uh, no, it's just funny. But uh all right, so yeah, I noticed that. And then um let's see. So he was fired from people through the window and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the his friend Philip, Philip, uh, the hobo, the homeless guy, he says something to him. I thought it was very profound. He says, "We all look like ghosts glowing in the dark." You know. So does that sound like a little bit? I just it's a weird line to say. <laughs> he said it. He said. Like he said. We, he said. You know what they do that to us at nighttime, huh? You know. Because we look like ghosts, like ghosts, and they're afraid of them. Like we're glowing in the dark, man. We're ghosts, you know. That which was a profound message, you know. Uh, but but also, the cops don't really come in the black in this white neighborhood at night because unless they really have to, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's only a need to basis. Uh, but but he, so essentially, speed up things a bit. They get evicted from the house. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the cops come in, uh, the sheriff or whatever comes in uh, to evict them. And, uh, and the woman was like, No, I'm not going to just wait. I'm going to, you going to wait for me outside? Not, and, I, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what that, then this is like the next day, right? So, yeah, because he still yeah, has he, wounds. He, he has his wounds from where the cops beat on him. So yeah, I think it was Zach next day. Um, he's getting evicted. He's having a really bad twenty-four hours. He can't hours. find work. He can't find work uh, in ninety-five, um, and like the work is not got enough to sustain him. Like, and it's, I guess he's not able to get a work job in no other factory. It's tough. Yeah. Tough times. Tough city, but uh, but yeah. So he uh. They get evicted, and she goes to live with her mom. Her and her little Lawrence kid goes to live with the mom, and uh, he is homeless, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's got nowhere to go. Uh, he goes to Harry's. What I think before that, before he got evicted, mm-hmm. uh, just wants to talk to him for two minutes, and then he won't talk to him. The maid cuts him off. Uh, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have. Well, the maid tries to go and tell him, but then, but yeah. also you gotta realize, the maid has her own job. She ain't yeah. trying to get fired and be on the welfare yeah. line with him. So, so you know, he he he's hitting rock bottom. He doesn't know where to go. I mean, so he comes up with this plan. He's gonna kidnap this guy. The most random plan ever. He like, <laughs> uh, so he decides that there's so much stuff that happens in this movie. Uh, so he decides. To kidnap Harry Belafonte. First, he drives, he gets in the back of Harry Belafonte's Rolls Royce or whatever fancy car that I've never owned in my life. 
And um, that's fine. I'm, I can admit that. But uh, he gets in the back of the car, and he <laughs> and he goes like to the ATM to this bank. It doesn't even look like a bank. So he goes to an ATM, and this white dude at the bank like is giving him so much. He's been such savage with him. He's like, "Sorry, we're closed. The till is closed. You can't." He said, "No, let me speak to the bank." But it doesn't doesn't phase him. Like he's like, "I don't care," you know, because you know the you you believe that the manager of the bank was probably a, a black guy. Or, you know, but in this case, it ain't gonna work because you know he's like, no, I ain't doing it. You know, but anyway, they go back to the house, and John Travolta tries to puts him in his car, his truck, his beat up truck, and kidnaps him. Kidnaps him. Kidnaps him. Takes him back to the place of the hobo. But you can't keep him here. Something trying to get in the door. <laughs> That's my dad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he takes him back to the hobo. And yeah. the hobo's like, Yeah, you can't keep him here, man. I ain't got nothing to do with this, man. <laughs> he's like, uh like he's like, Well, you better he's like, Man, I'll shoot you if you he said, Man, you hear him, man. He said, I am gonna let you go. And my dog is trying to get in the door. That hurts an exorcism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm leaning towards the exorcist. <laughs> Can he actually? This is the doorknob at this point, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll continue talking, Brandon. Um, so Aaron's getting up. And <laughs> so he's got him handcuffed, not handcuffed, but he's got him like taped up and his mouth is taped up. And the dog's looking at Aaron. And <laughs> the dog's coming in. Come here. Welcome up here. Come here. Come here. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Markout Movie Podcast. I right. am your co-host. All right, so we're back. My dog, literally, this guy was making all that racket at the door. This guy right here. Sounding like an exorcism. Yeah. It's, we're talking about white men's burden. You want to be a part of because you're black? Is that what it is? Yeah, I went there. I went there. No. But all right. So So racist. <laughs> He's used to it. But anyway, um, so uh, they go to uh, Phillips, Phillips little hobo den, um, and they just drive. A lot of the time is more driving around. Uh, so he finds out that the his wife finds out that he's been uh, abducted by the cops. Now she's at this event where they bring out like a bunch of inner city children, which in this case. It's like a modeling event, but a lot of the inner city children, all the inner city children is like white kids. You know, uh, one of the white kids was actually a young Seth Green, which I still didn't recognize which one it I was. Didn't, I didn't notice him. I know you said he was in it, but I still didn't notice him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one he was, but he's credited in, in his movie as a kid uh, at the thing. So, uh, but yeah, so he's kidnapped. And the rest of this movie is mainly them trying to figure each other out. And uh, and Harry is seeing how life is for John, for Travolta. Travolta is, like, struggling and things like that. Brent is now distracted by the dog. I mean, the dog's licking me. So, I mean, <laughs> All right. when you get licked by a dog, you got to pay attention Brandon. to the dog. I mean. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, the movie... There's there's a couple of times where they go out to eat, and um, 
Harry says, hey, I can get you your job back. And you think that he's blowing smoke, but I actually believe that he would, in a New York minute, try to give him his job back. I mean, yeah, he's been kidnapped. He's, I mean, he might be killed later. So well, I'm going to well, do everything in my power well, to get this guy's job Travolta back. says at one point, because they was having a good relationship at one point and like talking to one another and not seeing each other as captive and, uh, yeah. You know, and victim or anything, but just seeing each other as just men, man. Especially man. at the uh, the fast food joint yeah. where they were attacked by by these thugs. Yeah, you know? and Travolta was trying to protect him. Yeah, and uh, so I think that's really where it started their bond. And mm-hmm. well, I think also when he, uh, I don't know if it happened before or after he, him seeing his son. And taking his son. Oh yeah, because he couldn't know. afford to pay yeah. for the toy. And he yeah. and he helped helped him uh give him a couple of dollars so he can get the toy he wants. Um and Travolta's like, You take it out of what already what you already owe me. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but his majority of this is not a lot of action or anything no, like no. that. It's mainly dialogue between these two guys. And and I, I don't know if Travolta ever saw that wrong that he's done. But I know that Harry's seen the wrong that he's done to Travolta. I think that Travolta saw the wrong uh, in the sense of, like, towards the end, he wasn't, like, he. there's times where he could have fled, and yeah. we'll get to that. Um, there's times where he could have just, like, I'm out. Yeah. But he wasn't. Although he, he was foolish, I'll tell you where when we get to it. But, yeah, I think that there was, but I think that do you, let me ask you this. Go ahead. Do you feel like any of these characters had any type of growth? That's the question I'm I'm trying to phrase to you. Harry, I think, had growth because you know he was he's not used to you know the lower class, you know their struggles. So uh, I think he had growth. He sees what this guy is going through. And he kind of feels responsible for what he's going through. So I think he had growth. Travolta, I, I don't feel like too much growth. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like he did either. Yeah, I feel like he just. He, I don't think I like, like he, he, he going, can really do this again tomorrow. Like, yeah, I feel like he was just going through the emotions and didn't see the the real risk what he was doing and. He didn't see where this is not a good idea. I don't know what his plan was. I, I, I guess the whole thing is Travolta is down on his luck. He's homeless. His wife has left him, like not on purpose. Left. Him. Well, I guess it was on purpose because she's it's like, no, you gotta, you gotta fix this yourself. I'm gonna go, and she's working and things like that. And they living in the projects essentially. Is yeah. what is what comes across to me, uh, and. Uh, they uh, have this situation where Travolta feels like, well, the only thing I can do now is rob this guy for money. Whereas you know he's going to call the cops on you. There's no way. Yeah. Like, he saw your face to begin with. Yeah. And, and he says, like, at the end, he's like, I realized you didn't know me when I came up to your house. So, you know. But you know me now. You know, you know me now. So I can't let you go. You know, but and that's when it, it changed because they was having a good uh, talk because he's asking why you pour your salt on your ketchup and not your fries. He says that why I can control the amount of uh, salt I have yeah. on every bite. 
And I'm like, and he tries it, and they're kind of bonding a little bit over this. But then, like, you know, Harry's like, man, I just want to see my family. I just want to get back home, you know, and things like that. And I will fix whatever I need to fix for you. And I believe Harry in this point saying, like, I'm not going to call the cops. Well, the cops are already involved, but um, but I'm not going to press this thing any further. I can see that. But, but in reality. <laughs> but the other guy, there's no way you're believing it. I mean, you just, you just can't. You can't believe that he's not going to call the cops on me because human nature takes over. And this guy wronged me. He kidnapped me. Gotta call the cops. He, he did something wrong. So, gotta do it. So, I mean, well, the cops are even called because the police, yeah. the wife said, the police. All right. I, I do want to mention this real quick. This line that Travolta said, he was on, on the phone with his wife. And, uh, all right. So, she says, I miss you. He said, Yeah, I'm horny too, baby. <laughs> did you catch that? I did. I did. I was like, I thought, I thought, what? That's the kind of relationship they have. <laughs> I miss you. Mean, when I miss you means something else. Yeah. Like, she literally could just been like, no, I miss you. I just miss you being around you right now. And he's like, yeah, I'm 22, baby. <laughs> but uh, just, um, the. Um, I guess that would be the best line in the movie for Travolta. That was the best line. That was the the. <laughs> Winner for the best line in this movie goes to John Travolta. As it should. As it should. (laughs) But so he, Harry realized at this point that he is not going to let me go. Uh, He's not going to let me go. And uh, so he decides to, like when he goes to get a refill of his drink, because he's let it, John had let his guard down at this point. Yeah. He's thinking he ain't going to escape. And he comes back around the corner. He he's gone. And he's fled. And, and he runs. And he ends up breaking into a house, and uh, calls his wife, who she's got to be the slowest person in the world. Oh my goodness, get me help, <laughs> find me. And um, he's being shot at. Harold, running around, Harold. That's how it felt like to me. I don't know. That's weird, <laughs> but that's how it felt. Like she just felt like that. Like oh no, police. What are those? You know, I feel like he's really searching for Night of the Living Dead. I feel that's what you're going for. Maybe with Barbara, you know. Yeah, but, they're coming to get you. They, yeah, but they've been. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not gonna go the the uh, Tom Savini. Not doing that. But anyway, although it's a good line, that's the line I think of when I think of Night of the Living Dead. Actually, Tom Savini's line, and it actually Bill Mosley delivers that line in the Tom Savini remake. I digress. But anyway. You digress. But and I own that. It's somewhere on the wall somewhere. All right. Somewhere over by a rainbow. What? <laughs> I okay. don't know. But anyway. Um so they get to this point, right, where uh he's running, Travosa's looking for him, and uh he, he breaks in this house and he picks up a uh he picks up a uh, I don't know, like a Statue? What is that? Yeah, I think it was a statue. Some some type of yeah. like an award or what do we call them? Like trophy. He trophy. picks up a trophy. Picks up trophy and throws it at this guy's face <laughs> and flees because his, his daughter has a gun. Why does she have a gun? I don't know. But anyway, she's like a fourteen year old little girl with a gun. Everybody's got a gun. 
Yeah, especially in the white hood. You do. <laughs> you have to. But anyway, it's just case some random rich black dude breaks in your house. I mean, it's it's yeah. alternate reality. It, it reminds me of in Back to the Future Part 2 when Marty goes into his yeah. house and it's now occupied yeah, by I black folks. Yeah, I can see that. And he lives, it's an alternate Hill Valley where the neighborhood is now majority black because black folks live there and his people live in um, uh Man, what's the guy's name? Uh, I just grew a blank, and I know, love his movie. Um, the dumb guy that has become like the Trump guy. That guy. Come on. Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> Biff Tanny. Biff Tanny. There you go. Biff Tanny. God. Yeah. Biff Tanny. Like I'm like. It's oh, like I'm my finished. favorite, the villainous character in a, in, in any you know, adventure sci-fi movie. Biff I mean, Tanny is the man. I love Biff. <laughs> I like Biff Maybe better more... than Marty. I mean, uh, Biff is one of my favorite characters. Oh, like yeah. We're going to have to talk about it. If yeah. I ever get it, we will, we will review that. I don't own that. But don't I love own, it. You don't own Back to the Future? I don't. I love him. I don't own any of them. But anyway. I don't own it anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody can fix it. That's why. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. He oh boy! It. But anyway. Oh boy! So, uh, the um, so he's running, and they pretty much getting this. Uh, he has a heart attack. Harry Belafonte has a heart, believable heart attack because he's very old in this movie. He he has a heart attack, and uh, and I Philip, think he's that old, but Philip, he's like, hey man, just leave him, man. Bounce, bro. We gotta leave, man. The, the feds are coming. You know, uh, I don't know. He's just like that's the, that's my voice for that guy. But he's like he's like leave him, and then like he's like I can't leave him. He's gonna die. He's like yeah. And so he takes his gun and he shoots out windows and alarms are sound. And then you see the police, and he's like great job. Now let's go. He says like, well he can't talk for himself. Well. He can't do anything for himself. Well, guess what? He, the dude's like, I'm out, bro. So he leaves. Travolta is about to leave, but he turned around. He said, no, I'm going to stay here. Guess what? Throw your gun. You had enough time to throw the gun. Yeah, throw the had gun. enough time, though. Throw the gun. Say, hey, man, I just found this guy laying on the ground here, dying. Help him. Yeah. Could have went that route, but he chose to keep the gun to in his keep hand. the gun and be like, hey, officer. <laughs> You are a white man. Really good. <laughs> and you're hated because of the color of your skin. I know that's weird to say, but, but this is all, it's, it's all the reality. You do not have a gun in your hands when the cops show up. I don't care who you are. Think, you just don't. Think about this in, in this in today's time. If, yeah. As a black man, I'm standing over a white man. You're getting shot. And he's on the ground like this, and I have a gun in my hand. Yeah, you're getting shot. Some white police officer roll up. I'm probably, I'm, I'm There dead. ain't no question about it. You're getting shot. Getting shot. Yeah. So and that's what happens here. Yeah. Travolta gets shot. Wait, he, he gets shot, but then he gets shot in the knee. And he's, ah, his knee falls. And then yeah. He dies. But See, he, I didn't like that aspect. He felt, he felt the knee shot. Like, not, he didn't really react, like, to being shot in the chest and stuff. Yeah, Travolta doesn't know how to get shot in this movie. <laughs> he got shot in the knee, and that's when he's like, ah! This was before Broken Arrow. <laughs> this was before Face Off. But, yeah. This was before he knew how to get shot. 
<laughs> yeah, he got shot. But but I, and also whenever they shot him, the re, the the um, aftermath of him being shot didn't match the actual getting shot. It yeah. seemed like when he got shot, it was just a few flesh wounds like shoulder, you know, something like that. And then the knee and he was down. It didn't look like it was fatal. But clearly it was fatal because when he was on the ground, you see, oh, he got shot in the chest and everything. Still holding the gun in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the we don't we don't there's no moral to this story. But no, uh, but yeah. guy loses everything and dies. That's the guy moral loses everything. story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. He essentially No happy ending. He, mm-hmm. So he uh gets he, what what am I trying to say? So he loses his job, loses his wife, loses his kid, robs a guy, uh, kidnaps a dude. The dude thinks now differently. Yeah. Travolta doesn't. Travolta, he's he's dead. dead. He's not thinking anything. Yeah. And it's the same cops that harassed him earlier. So they just like, oh, let me shoot you. Yeah. Um, And so he gets shot multiple times. No, no, it's not the same because somebody, they say, gun, 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 and they shoot him. But he wasn't waving the gun. Or was he waving the gun? He had it in his, like, left hand, uh, but... He wasn't really waving it. He just kind of was raising his hands up and boom, boom. Yeah, they shot him. They didn't even give him a chance to say, man, "Drop he your weapon." Threw that gun. I should, man. When the homeless dude went running off into the dark, yep. I would have been like, "Yeet that thing," and threw it. But no, he didn't. He decided to hold on to the gun, and he got held onto some bullets. Yeah. But uh, and then like I just it just bummed me out at the end of the movie because I was like. I knew it. I, even I knew it. I, I I forgot how it ended until then. Yeah, I, I forgot too. Uh, I, seen it once prior, and I didn't remember the ending. I thought he died, but I wasn't sure because this was a time where he he made similar movies. Uh, this like phenomenon is it around the same time? Uh, like year maybe after this. Uh, but uh, he did Mad City, which mm-hmm. he played similar characters in Mad. He loses his job. And he takes a bunch of kids in a museum hostage. It's before his resurgence. Yeah. Which came with Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's Pulp like 96, right? Mm. I think that 96? was 94. 94? Yeah. So this predates Pope. But I would say this was probably, he looks. I feel like this was really shot early and it just came out in 95. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, that's what I'm going cause, with. Because everything screened like early 90s. Yeah. Like if you watch movies. You can watch a movie and tell what what part of the '90s it is, based on some of the things you see in the movie, like in this, the fashion, the music, the t- overall tone of the movie. It felt early '90s, like '93 to '95. It felt that. Yeah. But around like '97, '99, all that feels different. Yeah, it does. It feels so yeah. like you can look at. Two movies within this, that same decade and see totally totally different films, just like and just have totally different feels to them too. But yeah, uh, but Travolta obviously had a resurge in his career. I think it started with Pulp Fiction and it kind of just crescendoed. Um, uh, then he did get, get Shorty, which I'm not the biggest fan of. I think he does a good job, and I think he got nominated for an Oscar. 
Then he did uh, Broken Arrow, which made yeah. him an, an action star. Yeah. Then he did Face Off, which <laughs> yeah was huge. That's probably one of my favorite Travolta films. Yeah, it's uh, it's Face Off, but um, but yeah, in this he dies right, mm -hmm. and uh, after after he dies, next couple of months, I guess days or months has passed. Uh, Harry shows up at um, Travolta's widow's house. Yeah, and uh, hands her like a bunch of money, and it's like essentially saying. Yo, if you need more, if it's not enough, I can get you more. Things yeah, like I that. love the line too. It's like, how much would be enough? Like, there's nothing you know. that you can give me that's going to bring him back. But I would have took the money <laughs> and thought, well, this will at least be good for my kid. Yeah. Because, you know, put in, and I assume, uh, just in my mind, I thought, well, maybe Harry would set up some type of trust for this kid, like that later on in his life he can. Like have access to it, you know, because and then you see the kid looking at him, he's leaving, and holding this black superhero. But you can feel that his thoughts and his perception has now changed. Yeah, he's holding this black superhero, and he's seeing this black man leaving, but it wasn't a look like, hey man, you know, I like that. That's my dad's friend. He yeah, he had a look like. I'm surprised they didn't show him just throwing the toy down or something. I just felt like that's where he was at in his life. Maybe that's maybe because that Lawrence kid doesn't know how to emote, but that's what that's what I got from it. Oh doesn't know how to emote. <laughs> but I don't know. But yeah, I I actually I, I agree, but that kid don't know how to emote. <laughs> This Lawrence, like the weakest out of all the Lawrence kids. Yeah, like, he really is. That? He really is. How is that possible? All of you are supposed to be like gold, man. What happened? Uh, that's like I wouldn't the, say that's gold. Like, that's like the McCul the McCulkin kids. Like hey, the McCulkins got it. But the McCulkins, Macaulay, Macaulay. Macaulay kids. Yeah, it's a Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they they're really talented. Yeah, Rory. They all yeah, all of them are you know pretty pretty awesome and really good in their own right, right? Yeah. The Lawrence is Joey, then new neighbors guy. He's good. Uh, you talking about Matthew? Matthew, yeah. Yeah, I like Matthew. Uh, but Joey, I felt was the best one. Joey, he, his yeah. comedy uh, was really well done. Yeah, Joey when was, he was younger. <laughs> yeah, Joey was. Uh, I haven't seen any of his newer newer stuff, but I always liked him when he was younger on Blossom. Andrew Lawrence, you're right. Andrew, I got it right. You caught it. Five look, 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 look at this guy. Man, he don't even look the same. Look, for those that want to see Andrew Lawrence, oh, Lord. You ain't really have to zoom in there, Aaron. <laughs> there he is now. He kind of looks like uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, this guy's career. He's in the United States of Terror, Recess, Money Plan, Plane, or whatever. I, I remember in Brotherly Love with the Lawrence Brothers, the, the trio. Yes. Me. That's, about, that's about it. But Joey Lawrence is obviously the yeah he's the he's the he's Lawrence. the he's the Lawrence kid. I I, grew, I got to know him not to know him personally or something, but uh, I came to know of him rather in Blossom because I was a huge Blossom fan. Um, and I'm not gonna deny it. I used to watch it like every Monday. I think it came on Mondays. Um, at one point, and then they moved it. You know how yeah. they do. They move yeah, stuff. They just move. 
but uh, yeah, Joey Lawrence, man. Um, then like the other Lawrence kid, obviously, yeah, he was, he was good. Um, but th- this younger Lawrence guy, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew was Joey. So was Joey and Joey was in. Um, was he in Cujo? Was that the Lawrence Cujo? Or was that? No, that was the guy from Who's the Boss. The kid. Is, is the Lawrence? No, he wasn't Lawrence. He wasn't Lawrence. I was. It's I was Alyssa Milano's half brother or step brother. I always thought that it was the Lawrence because he looks like a Lawrence. No, uh, no, it's not. Think about it. He really looks like a Lawrence. Yeah, but he's, all, he's not. He's no not Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, this is news to me. I always thought Judith it was Light's son in Who's the Boss. Okay. Was that kid? Okay. Yeah, Brandon has hit me with some knowledge. Um, I just don't know his name. Yeah, not so the kid in Cujo is now Lawrence. All this time. Thank you. Aaron's disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed. All these years, man. These years, I just lived in the reality that the Lawrences was in Cujo. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but it's been a Lawrence in everything for centuries. No. Man, you're making these people bigger than they are. <laughs> It's like it's like the uh it's like the uh the Barrymores. They just like span decades. Oh, I know you only knew Drew. Yeah, that's the only one I know. But there's Harry <laughs> at the Barrymores that came before her. They're just none after her. She's like the end of the Barrymores. Well, in the Clintons, you, you know, there's like a lot of movie families, man. You know, like the Carradines. Yeah, I know the Carradines. Clinton, she's brought that. Carradine, David Carradine, yeah. Martha Plimpton is, you know, Martha Plimpton is, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. I know, I know her. She is part of the, that family tree. The Barrymores, I mean, I just. You can't. Lionel Barrymore, he's like dead. He's like, it was old. He's, he's, old. he's, he's like, in the, like, there's in the talkies, the early movies. Like back in black and white and, like, you know, subtitles and such. They acted for years, but obviously the only one left is Drew. <laughs> I mean, that's the only one you need. That's the only one you need, right? But anyway, maybe one day we get another Barrymore, but I'm not going to hold my breath. But anyway. Um, maybe she has kids. I don't know. I don't know her personal life, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She had an addiction, but that's the most I know. See, I don't follow the, the negativity. No, she did at one point. I think she's over it now. She's got, she's fine. She might have had a stroke at one point. Like, a stroke? <laughs> Man, Aaron. What else she got? I don't know. But anyway, uh, Drew, Lemma, let's get back to the black white man's burdens. All right, so mm-hmm. white man and his burdens. Um, wow. the, the movie ends with him leaving off. Yeah. The mom rejects the money. The kid looks to shovel. And the shovel, is that the word? The shovel? The shovel. Yeah, the shovel. Yeah. And, and just looks like, like he's going to be a racist. Mm. He's going to be a racist. <laughs> he, he don't trust the black man no more. Well, I mean, you can understand. I mean, he he feels this guy was responsible for his dad's death. So I don't know if he would hate black man. But was he responsible for his dad's death? Well, if he never got him fired, this would have never happened. (laughs) Blame the victim, Brandon. So I'm just saying. So who do you blame in this? Do you blame Travolta? Who? I mean, no, Travolta is guilty as well. I mean, he he don't take someone hostage. But John? do you feel that if he would have just talked to him, had a time, yeah, if Harry would have talked to him, and he could squash it, you think yeah. it just would have been a totally. But there's no thing. movie. But there's no movie. There's no burden for the <laughs> white man to have. No, well, it's got white man's burden. It's not got white man's re- redemption. That's so. right. It's his burden. 
It's not going to end happy. It's just, it's going to be sad. The kid now is burdened with the white man's burden. Poor kid. Dang, that's deep. It is deep. Some deep stuff. Deeper. Yeah. Deep as it goes. Deep as, deep as you can get. But anyway, all right, let's go ahead and hit them up with our marks for this. Uh, we, we, and this is unofficially, it doesn't hold up as well. All right, um, marks first or does it hold up? What was the question? No, we're doing marks first, or you want to do does it hold up first? Uh, I, it, 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 I mean, does it really say does it hold up? I mean, do you no, feel really, it says listen, that? it's not that it's not a does it hold up because <laughs> it doesn't hold up because, in the sense of like, how could how can it hold up? Now, this is like one like Travolta film that no one knows about. I believe. This is like the hidden gem of Travolta films. Well, I wouldn't say it's hidden. It, I mean, a it's gym? a hidden film. But I wouldn't say it's a hidden gem. Yeah, a hidden film, not a gem. You're right. It's it's not even... A, not that it's terrible or anything. Yeah, all right. Let me get my marks. I think <laughs> I'm going to give it three yeah. markouts out of five. Uh, it, because it's not, it's not terrible, so to speak. Uh, it's is hard to watch in the sense it's hard to Travolta is hard to watch in in, in his watch it now <laughs> no 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 it's, it's like if you watch his movie I don't know how you gonna feel seeing Travolta <laughs> like man he played a scene, woman but he plays his, like he, man, he plays everything he played Bill Clinton <laughs> he, but he does like he's really playing looks like nobody else he didn't get his the memo. hair is weird in his movie. He didn't get the memo. He's like literally, it's like, you know what? I'm going to play this. Except I'm a black man. Robert Downey Jr. did it. No one had a problem. Why can't John Travolta do it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't have words. I have no words. Welcome um, back to the Mark Out Movie Podcast. <laughs> uh, I think you're going uh, to bring up uh, Thomas C. Howe as well. Thomas he, C. Howe. Who he played play? he, he he play? play, play in. Uh, a, a soul man where he like literally played like a white guy that did blackface in order to get a scholarship from to a school because he couldn't get get into college and so he decides to take pills and tan uh, him to uh, to look like he's black. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying don't Travolta do did it. Oh, I thought you Robert Downey Jr. did it and got nominated for an award. Did he win Academy Award that year? Who Robert? For uh, mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder. Robert was pretty awesome in that movie, though. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, he, he was but, much better than Travolta. And Travolta's my guy. But, you know. Yeah, just Travolta. He just. But it's not the fact that Travolta. Travolta is clearly a white guy in this movie. But he just playing the whole role as if he was black, like inside his soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody. But it'd be different if the black. If the white See, it should have been played that if, way. If all white people in this movie acted that way then that would make sense yeah but he's literally the only yeah, he's one he's the only one and he shouldn't have done it uh because it really wasn't the story the story was that the white people were, were feeling this depression of you know being hated for their skin color yeah it, it, it was like role reversal here and yeah but that's how they should have played but it but i think he i think Travolta missed the mark it out no, he missed the mark uh literally on that on, on that note there because yeah it, if I you mean, played it if you played it like just straight right yeah 
been yeah the message was still been there but yeah. i like 95 i was a 15 year old kid now watch this movie not really familiar with john travolta oh i was familiar i wasn't <laughs> familiar with him i, I seen it but i was like and i thought it was a i'm trying to think back i thought it was weird i'm like oh this is different yeah where like white people are like you know so whenever i got become an adult like and i was buying my movie stuff i was like hey one movie i'm gonna add to my collection is white man burden because i remember that movie as a kid and so i searched and i found it but i think that this movie like like his his portrayal can be borderline like racist <laughs> but the message in the movie by itself is a powerful message yeah you know and i think the message is um no matter what where you find yourself in life whether you're black or white or rich or poor or anything like that to see each other as people that would be the overall message of yeah. the movie that i would think that they wanted to convey but um but i don't know if they hit hit the point of the message i mean i think no i don't think they hit the point uh i don't think it travolta his problem with him is he's having fun you know and, <laughs> this ain't a movie and, that you're supposed to have fun travolta. no it's not but that, that, that that I've always looked at him and, and Nicolas Cage very similar. They are over the top and they have fun with their characters. And mm -hmm. I feel that's what Travolta's doing. I think he's having fun. And he shouldn't be having fun. He should take it more serious. And he didn't. And it's why it's one of my least favorite John Travolta movies. Um, not, I mean, the message is good, but how he performs. And it just—it's one of his weaker performances, I think. Yeah, I agree. But and did you ever officially give me? Oh, uh, I didn't. Uh, three, three marks. Trace for both of us. You can't see it over our names. Three, three D. Oh, please don't do that again. That looked like Hitler. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, no, my bad. <laughs> don't want to confuse you with that guy. All right, but anyway, um, so that would be the conclusion to the white man's birth in life. And uh, hey, it was fun to be back in the saddle with Brandon, uh, marking out. Um, anything else you want to say? No, it was fun, it was, it was good to come back. I was, I was nervous because it's been, it's been a while. Uh, nervous if I was gonna mentally be there be there and but yeah i was and i had fun and I had to poke a little fun at some things in a movie and yeah and it's always fun to do that and we're, we'll fix the we'll fix the stuff next week man it won't look as bad we'll work on it but in the meantime and in between time and with brandon spivey thank you for marking out with us here on the market movie podcast oh, didn't press it now i did